This is Quinnipiac University's own 98.1 FM WQAQ. The only station you need for the best music, sports, and talk. The new WQAQ. You know what's really tough to love, Eric? What's tough to love? A bad professor. Oh, you got a story? <laughs> um, I don't know if I have a story per se. I would just say, like, you know, I, you know, we're in college, right? This is our seventh semester of college, which is yeah. crazy. To th- it's yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah. And you're obviously not going to get ten out of tens on every professor. No. Right. And uh, every now and again, you just get a bad apple. And I'm not going to name any names this year, but yeah, I mean, like, I've got some professors that just that just make me like, oh, this is so tough. I'll tell the story. The context is, is um, I'm taking a, a UC class, right? A university credit class, which is required. Ah, the general UCs. Yeah, and it's just required for every student to English, take English, history, yeah. Yeah, science, exactly. I'm a journalism student. I'm here to get my degree in journalism, get out into the world, start reporting, do my stuff. Uh, but I have to take these UCs, right? And they're they're mm-hmm. just annoying. They're petty because all I want to do is focus on the reporting side of things, and it's just it it's just it's a pain in my ass when hey, but you gotta have, have your understanding of poetry yes, and all that look, stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But when those classes become my headache more than the classes <laughs> that I actually want to challenge me, then I have then I run into that problem. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Does I that mean, make any sense? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, as a grad student, it's a it's a good perk for for me to not have to take those UCs one and two. You know, all the classes that I'm taking are all just like experiential based stuff of what I'm trying to do. Like literally last week, I spent like probably like I had a assignment or a written article that was that had to be at least like a thousand words due yeah. uh, in a span of a week. But that prepares you for a deadline driven environment, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to bang out all the content, get all the interviews in within a week. Uh, it's all fun stuff. It's definitely, you know, and I, I cry share to you. I, I feel like all my professors have been really, really good thus far. And you're, you're, and, I mean, you're, you're, you're optimistic. You're a lot more optimistic. I, I know than I, I am. am. <laughs> I know I am in a lot of things, but th- there have been some bad professors that I have had as well. I'm not going to name any names. We have, we've had one bad professor together. We have. We've had. We're not going to say names again. Okay. But Is it who I think? I'm yes. Thinking? Okay. Yes. Yes. The only class you've had together doing at research. Quinnipiac. Research to find out which class you've I actually, now I'm, I'm trying to like put it together. Any bad professors when you were in school? Uh, no, I was just a bad student. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That happens. That happens. Mm. Um... I, but I, I hope for everybody, because now that we're fully into the swing of things, we can no longer say, oh, it's the first month of school. No, we're a month into, we're yeah, a month into yeah. school now. We and are. And there's no more excuses. If you're not on the grind, you are falling Side behind. Note, I, I already have just $83 in my commuter meal plan, and it's not Oh, even dude, I have like October. 60 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start bringing lunch to school. We need some, uh, we need to start the first years to help us out with uh, all that big <laughs> yeah. meal plan. I got it. I just I missed the uh, extended meal plan that we got last year. I know. From the I know. That's the that's the one downside of not living on campus. That is. But All right. Are we ready to rock and roll? I'm ready to go. Here we go. You're listening to the Mac and Main Show. On 98.1 WQAQ. Driving forward. Diving to the goal The soundtrack of Quinnipiac. Is this the dagger? It is 8 o'clock on a Monday night, and you are tuned in to 98.1 WQAQ, the soundtrack of Quinnipiac. This is WQAQ's number one show, The Mac and Main Show. Jack Main, Eric Kerr, joining you from SC203 on this beautiful Monday night, and joining us tonight... First in-studio guest. I lied. Second in-studio guest. guest. Volleyball head coach Kyle Robinson. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show. It's Thanks so great for having to have you guys. You here. I really appreciate it. Um, I, you, uh, we were talking in the green room before um, before the show started, and you were talking about how uh, you got a couple of kids. They're, they're interested in sports. Obviously, you're, you're yeah. the big volleyball guy, but mm. um, you know, 
you were also trying to get into WQAQ at one point. And uh, just, was, because, yeah. just because of how things kind of panned out. Oh, Eric's headphones fell. Yeah, just because of how apologies. things panned out with the pandemic, mm. it would, it just didn't work out at the time. But here you are. You're back in the studio. Yeah, super no, great to like have I was here. saying to you guys, I think these are um, amazing resources we have here at uh, Quinnipiac. And um, if we can use them to the best of our abilities, why not? Absolutely. Yeah, you're here. You're taking advantage of it. You yeah, know? for sure. hundred percent. And I think <laughs> you are the first coach. Oh, wow. I have interviewed in like this kind of one V one setting. Okay. Two V one. Two V two, two, two on one. one. Two on one. This is, we're not, we're not against each other here. We're working together. <laughs> I love it. We're I bringing the people the I'm content. Honored. I'm privileged. Hey, you know what? We're, we are the ones that are honored to have you sitting here because, you know, Rand Pechtel just won't answer my Twitter DMs, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's busy trying to win national championships. Hey, you're yeah, busy. You are too. You are busy trying to we'll win championships too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to his level someday, but uh, we're, we're not there yet. So Eric's our uh, women's volleyball beat reporter for Q30. So he has all the knowledge on the team. We're gonna, you know, obviously we'll, we're gonna we're gonna get to the to the stuff we all know and love: the Patriots, the Red Sox. A little bit. You got a Yankees hat on right now. You must be yeah. Happy. That's a Yankees Quinnipiac hat. I see you got the Quinnipiac logo on the right yeah, side. It was, it was one of the first gifts that uh, Billy Mecca gave to me when I got here. Oh, yeah. what's yeah. the story behind being a Yankees fan, real quick? Um, you know, I grew up a Phillies fan, and, and now you're a Yankees. Um, you know, I grew up a Phillies fan and sort of a Yankees fan. Um, I was a fan of the Yankees, but simply because the players reminded me of my dad. Um, Gary Carter, um, uh, Goose Gossage, because my dad had this big afro, mm -hmm. uh, big mustache, handlebar a little bit. So those guys, Reggie Jackson, like those guys are what drew me to the Yankees. And then mm -hmm. when I went to school at LIU Southampton in New York, then it was kind of a wrap. So... Um, and I've always looked at it like I have the best of both worlds. If the Yankees and the Phillies could win the division and play in the World Series, then I could sit back and, you know, just relax and enjoy and the whole enjoy thing. It. And yeah. I'm going to be a winner at it, at it no matter what. Well, you did have that. That happened in 2009. But I got to ask, okay. I mean, like, what happens in that situation? Like, are you falling back on your childhood allegiance or are you now fully embracing the uh, the pinstripe pride? Yeah, I mean, at this point in, in sports, I think it's like anything. You, you're... I don't know how many people are true fans of teams anymore. I'm a fan of uh, players. Okay. I'm a fan of good athletics, like good baseball, like last night's game. You know, the Yankees game. Yeah. You know, yeah, for that not whole, so much for us Red Sox fans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even, but even if you're not a Yankees fan, to, to watch the whole scenario play out, that's just really great baseball. Then the dry baseball you've been hearing about over the past like decade, like oh, baseball is too slow. It's too boring. Well, I mean, it's been super exciting through the pandemic last year and into this season. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm a fan of the game. I'm a fan of sports. So when you can get good play, then I'm all for it. That's great. We're big fans of sports here, too. And I know, uh, <laughs> yep. I know, Jack, you went to the Red Sox game yep. on uh, Saturday. We can talk about that a little later. But we can. But first, we'll, we'll, we'll touch some some volleyball stuff. Okay. Obviously, you guys just went up to, to New York this weekend, mm. uh, split the road trip, got a, a nice win against Canisius, four-set match. Yeah. Uh, so what does it mean to to get kind of that first road win out of the way and, and the start of a, a big road trip? For those that don't know, uh, this was two of five more games than even played, so a seven-game road trip in total. So what does it mean for that? So, you know, it's this is my first time having that, the big road trip at the beginning of the season, and it's kind of great because now you know it's out of the way. Um, and it's only a six-hour drive, but it can be a six-hour grind at times, right? And especially if you come back 0-2. Um, so, you know, it's nice to get it out of the way. Um, like we said earlier, I have a family now and so and have had a family for years, but with the family and the kids getting older, it's hard for me to be away from the fam. Um, hard for me to be away from my kids and missing the, all their stuff. It's hard for me to, you know, be away from my wife and us staying connected through like a crazy coach's schedule. So um, it's been nice to get it out of the way early, and um, it was nice to get a win. Uh, we played a good match against Kanisha's, mm -hmm. um, an okay match against Niagara, but mm -hmm. um, to come back one and one, uh, we'll take it at this point. Well, you're starting the year three and ten, so we're a little, we're a little bit, we're a little bit lopsided on the on the uh, on the record that we would like to see, and that's okay because you got a lot of the season still left to go. You know, sure. what is like, what is the focus on to just try to turn, like you said, these these like little these little negatives into positives? Yeah, and you know, and Eric and I speak about this a lot almost every time he interviews is that we're always just focused on getting better. Yeah. Right, and you know, we look at a three and ten record and. Maybe we should be three or four more wins in there, 
but we don't play cupcake uh, tournaments, you know, in our preseason. And that's deliberate, right? We want to play competition that's going to really challenge us and really prepare us to go into the MAC and and be um, kind of excited about the work we've put in um, and be excited about the level of volleyball we're playing. So, um, yeah, we played a tough schedule. Um, like I said, I think we should have probably gotten at least three, if not four wins, you know, in that preseason. But um, I really love the growth of our team. Um, I love the makeup of our team. I think we have the um, the ability to win this whole thing. And, you know, I don't know what the numbers would be, but if, if you know, we're, let's call it 9 and 12 or whatever it might be, and we are at a, standing on the top of the championship podium, I'll take it. Right. Right. So Not about um, how you start, it's about how you finish. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and the growth of the team is important. You know, if, if we were playing just easy teams and we had this, you know, let's say we were, you know, 10 and 3, and we weren't playing tough teams that were really helping us, you know, preparing and making us better, then I wouldn't be doing my job well. Right. So what I want to just focus back on Canisius real quick. So what do you think went right in this game in comparison to Niagara? Um, yeah, I mean, we we executed the game plan, I think, well um, for the entire match against Canisius. You know, we started off well against Niagara and executed well, and then that execution kind of fell short. Um, you know, our service game was very strong against Canisius. It started out very strong against Niagara, and and then we literally just dropped the ball. You know, at times, you know, it just wasn't as tough as it should be. Um, I think we're one of the better serving teams in the uh, league, so we put a lot of uh, pressure from the service line, and, you know, for whatever reason, it just wasn't there through the entire match against Niagara. Um, the girls had a really nice uh, team meeting on their own, after that Niagara match and and uh, whatever was said in there, I have no clue. And and whatever they whatever terms they came to, uh, it showed when they came out against Canisius. So, you know that's part of that growth, right? You, you got to mm -hmm. take your lumps and and you got to get your pride kind of uh, mm -hmm. you know challenged a little bit for you to stand up straighter and and kind of get back to the grind. Or if you you know just kind of decide to to give in, but uh, they didn't, which is great. You know, and, that, and that's a good sign for us. You mentioned a, a players-only meeting there, and, and I love that you bring that up because you hear about mm -hmm. this all the time in professional sports. You know, team and baseball specifically, they're struggling. They'll call players-only meetings all, mm -hmm. all the time. From the coach's perspective, do you feel like you're missing out on something, or do you feel like no matter what, it's my job to support my athletes, my players, and however they want to handle this? They they have the ability to do that. Like, you mean, what's the feeling? You mean right? not being in that meeting? Yeah. Like, do you feel anxious? Is there any sense of anxiety? No, not at all. You know, I think first and foremost is that I trust this crew, right? So I'm, I'm not worried about not being in a meeting and there's going to be like a mutiny when they come out. Um, so I, I trust them, and yeah, it, at some point I'm just kind of a, a conduit to help guide them through this this whole thing of being a D1 you know volleyball player, but they actually have to put in the hard work. They have to you know um, live by the the credos and the models that we you know set up, but it, it doesn't come from the coaches. We can't do it for them. So, at in my eyes, sometimes you have to just step away and say, hey, you know, take the reins and go figure it out, and and whatever help you need, here we are. We'll be waiting outside at the bus, and if you want to talk, mm -hmm. but it's up to you guys to figure out what is what it is that you are willing to commit to and that you care about and and how we're going to go forward. Um, and if you're not willing to commit to it and, and you don't care about it enough, then also let us know that and then we'll start making some changes. But um, it can't be this dictatorship where we think that every time we say something, they're just going to do it. Mm -hmm. That's that's not reality. Um, they ha actually have to commit to things and... and um, and that's why we give them that freedom. Go, go figure this out. You know, here's what we see. Here's what we like, what we don't like, but yeah. go figure out what it is that you guys, you know, think are some of the issues that we need to work on and how you're willing to commit to fixing them. Yeah. I liked, uh, I'm a huge volleyball game plan kind mm -hmm. of geek. I mean, I think I've told you this before, but I played in high school yeah. uh, as an outside hitter and I, I, I noticed different things and I noticed that, uh, a six, two, which for those that don't know, it's when. Uh, there's two setters that set at different times. Uh, Ariana Diaz, who normally hits outside right side, yeah. was sitting in the back row this week, and you had Chloe Kaanui uh, setting the back row, and Ari was in the front row. Um, so, how much do you think that helped, kind of like you know, open up the game a little bit more for the team? I think it's huge, right? You know, we, we've got Ari, who is a third year 
you know, a junior, and she's got some experience. So we always want to have her on the court. Um, and she's a great volleyball player. And then you also have uh, Chloe, who is just, uh, I mean, she's a true second year, but <laughs> can you really count last year as like her yeah. first? You know what I mean? Eight games to like, well, you've already played like yeah, 13. You know? yeah. So she's still just trying to figure it out. And, you know, we wanted to see how far we could maybe push her, see how far we could say like, all right, how where can you take this thing? And, um, and we see that she did a pretty good job, but we wanted to make sure we, she still had that support. So running the right. 6-2 and kind of flipping over to the 6-2 allows her to go out there and kind of, you know, rev the car a little bit, but not have to carry the entire load, not have to race the entire track by herself. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, we are always planning and, you know, you know, the game. We're always just trying to look at the strategies and the formations and the combinations of players at work. Mm -hmm. And um, I think what we have right now is, is a good sign. Yeah, and is that something you think you'll stick with now going forward? Now we're into We'll the see. You know, we'll see. We, um, I, I really like our depth. I like our core um, girls and, you know, young ladies. So we'll see how the rest of the week works out. We've got a game on Wednesday, so we have, you know, a quick turnaround tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how this whole thing works out. And every day we're just trying to be better and trying to figure it out and, and see how consistent we can be. But you just never know. This sure. is now your fourth year at the helm fourth se third, third year third, third season yeah okay so in your three seasons <clears throat> i believe it's maggie baker mm -hmm. ariana diaz nicole oh now migliozzi migliozzi mm -hmm. thank you uh and a few others who i'm and oh, oh god Zampati. 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 i am mm -hmm. so sorry that's I am all good so terrible you know out of and and the others the other upperclassmen you know out of those group you know in your time here who have you seen the most growth from? Oh, wow. Um, I can honestly say all of them, you know, in, in different ways. Uh, a few of those, you know, players that you just mentioned who were here before I got here were coming off of uh, a unique experience, let's say that, you know, before I got here with the previous uh, regime of our program. So, um, you know, when I get here and, and the changes and things we implement, you know, and their growth from that even has been tremendous. Um, and that's like the Dannys, the Nicoles, the Maggies. Um, and then you have, you know, girls like Olga and Gio who come from programs like OU. Um, Gio was at Cincinnati where they're much bigger schools and much, you know, the names say it all for the sport. But the expectations are the same, right? Whether an OU or you come to Quinnipiac, we still want to win championships. Right. So seeing their growth kind of, um, I guess, coming from those schools, a bigger school to a smaller school, um, making that adjustment, maybe having some, uh, some downtime, some times where they weren't at their best to now where they're back to performing at a really high level. It's also some really nice growth that we see and, and that we like and appreciate. So, um, all of them, you know, every day they're all moving forward and getting better. And um, whether it's physically, emotionally, um, holistically, there, there's a lot of growth. And that, that's kind of the key of who we are as, as a program. You know, we're always you know, looking to get better on, a, on this kind of consistent basis and kind of producing this growth. And we put more emphasis on that than we probably do on winning. Because mm -hmm. um, to us, winning is just a byproduct, and yep. it happens from all those things, right? From that constant growth of um, of a person, an athlete, and, and you know the whole spectrum of who they are as people. Yeah, I think one thing that definitely helps with that growth is is being back at home, and especially for yeah. this group. And for you, mm -hmm. last year, you didn't get the chance to really have any family, any fans come and watch the games. You were the only in the spring, yeah, yeah. In the spring, in the spring. Yeah. You were the only spring sport Quinnipiac that did not have. Any fans, any external media besides a couple people sure. in the games. So, you know, what is what are you even trying to do to, you know, kind of raise that level of awareness to volleyball, saying that, hey, we're back. How are we trying to get fans back into, into the Burkhan court? Yeah, so, I mean, when I first got here, um, there was a lot, of, a lot of things that I brought from the other programs that I'd been at that we were hoping to implement. Um, and we were kind of on track. And then this kind of Godzilla of a monster pandemic called COVID-19 hit. And a lot of those things get on the back burner because a lot of it is interaction with people. And that's kind of the problem right now. We can't mm -hmm. hang out like we used to. Yeah. We can't, um, you know, do our block party that I had always done at every program I've, I've been at where we set up a DJ and a, 
uh, bring a snow cone truck out and we just play music. We put up a net and just let people come and and kind of bop the ball around and have fun. And just, we throw out balls and we feed them snow cones and just have this party atmosphere and say, hey, this is what our games are like. So make sure you show up. Right. You know, that sounds like a lot of fun. Right. Or we do. Um, I've done uh, what do you call it? donuts and coffee on the quad. You know, which is which I love because I I love just standing out and talking to students. Hey, how's it going? How's your family? You know, what's new and all this stuff and just meeting people, um, which we can't do anymore. I can't sit out on the quad and give you a donut, right? Like we can't hand out food anymore, or um, what do you call it? Indiv- individually packaged food? We can't just give it out. So all these, you know, things that we have normally implemented, we can't do anymore because it's. That connect that loss of connection with people that is kind of killing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we're trying to figure it out. And um, you saw last week we had the DJ at our games. DJ Marky Mark. Marky Mark. DJ Mark. We're good friends we, we, with Marky we, Mark. Well, we sent Mark their way. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. No, we appreciate it. He was great, and um, he's going to be at the rest of our games. Um, and it's only going to be better when we get more people to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still out there trying to drum up business. We're passing out flyers and just kind of walking around and talking to people. And um, it's always weird when this kind of tall, random, like, coach comes up, you know, older person walks up to a student <laughs> like, hey, how's it going? What are you up to? What are you doing Saturday, Sunday, you know? But, um, yeah, we're, we're just going for it. You know, we're going for it and letting people know that, you know, we're here and we're playing and we want them to come out and have fun. And, yeah. Um, like even now when I see this, this student walk by, I want to say, hey, what are you doing? Come on <laughs> in. Like, you know? well, we, uh, um, they, they, they should be able to hear us out here. They right? can. They oh, okay, can cool. hear us out there. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you are on blast to the entire bookstore. Love Actually, it. I don't even know if the bookstore is open still, but they can hear us either way. Love yeah. it. Well, yeah, you know, we, we just want to connect with people. You know, yeah. we um, the way I look at what we do you know, we're part of like the entertainment business, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we're meant within the entertainment business. We're meant to, you know, have people come out and have a good time and have fun. So we want to make sure that we can um, we can provide that service for them. So any way we can connect with them and get them out and, you know, kind of show them that it's a fun place to be. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. This this reminds me of like some 1970s, 1980s baseball fan tactics mm. you know the cubs were terrible mm. for like most of the 19th century and they would like bring out these like crazy between innings performances mm-hmm. or just like you know random giveaways and stuff that would actually get fans you know kind of burst yeah. the bubble so sure, sure. Sure. i right? feel like, like yeah like yeah. you guys are kind of like you know what we you know yeah well we understand volleyball is not Ice hockey. Yeah, it's totally. not basketball. Yeah, so, yeah. like, naturally, mm-hmm. people are going to want to go and they're going to want to watch ice hockey. But you guys yeah. are totally embracing the hey, you know, just come out to us too, and we have fun. And and right. you are, you know, I I would argue right now that you are one of the most recognizable head coaches on this campus. You know, everyone yeah. comes here and they're like, yeah, Rand Peck. Just because and, of his height, or yeah, you know what? Maybe that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but but you're just you're all over the place yeah. now because I mean I, I I do I see him on the quad, see him mm-hmm. in the rec center, you know whatever it might be doing. Um, and those are the things that maybe some other some other programs are they they can't emulate because you're doing it and you're the first Quinnipiac sport to really make an effort to hmm. reach out into the Bobcat community. And it's not coming from some PR person over at, at athletics. It's coming from top chef over here. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I don't, I don't know that as fact. Um, cause I see a lot of our coaches working really hard to, to get the support. Um, but it's just in my nature, right? I, I know that we're not, uh, like we were just talking, OU football, like you go to an OU yeah, football yeah. game. It's, it's, you know, I forget 60, 80,000 people. It's crazy. You know what I mean? We're not that we're not, Oh, Q basketball, Q hockey. We're, we understand that we have some growth, but if we can get people in the seats and show them that our product is fun, it's, it's exciting, mm-hmm. um, it's worth showing up to, um, we will throw out a T-shirt to you yeah. and a ball, and we're throwing out candy to the stands. Um, it's a place where you can come have fun. I think we can get close to those guys. You know, um, I, I don't want to say we know our place, but we understand our role right now. Um, we just want to you know, I guess, play our role to the best of our abilities, you know, and then hopefully our role will continuously expand. Yeah. So shifting to something kind of completely different. Um, I got, I got the chance to talk to you a while ago about, uh, Gabby Horman, Morgan Sherwin, mm-hmm. and I did a little bit of a 
feature piece on them and what they've been up to right now. <laughs> They're about to start games really, really soon, uh, start of October, so yep. that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I kind of want to focus a little bit more on the uh, how they got there. I know they had a couple agents that they work with that are close friends with you. You want to describe that relationship a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, and it's interesting, you know, listening to you guys speak about your classes and, and I was... <laughs> You know, I was sitting here going, yeah, I remember I, I had those same thoughts, but now I'm the old guy in the room. You know, I'm 47. I'm 47. Oh, I still feel like I'm like 27, 25. you know, like I still want to be out, like having a good time. But, um, yeah, you know, I think the the whole experience of life is about being, in my opinion, almost like a renaissance man or a renaissance mm-hmm. woman where you do want to learn the whatever class you don't like right now. You think it's kind of trivial. Just, just go get something from it, you know, get it done, bang it out. And I get it. I, I totally get it that it's annoying. But at some point, we, you're going to get out in the world and you don't want to be the the person who only knows one thing, right? Yeah. You want to kind of know a little bit about, you know, something about everything as much as you can. And that's how I got overseas, where I was, I grew up in Philly. I grew up in the hood, grew up in the, not in the streets, but I grew up kind of around the hood environment, you know, the crime, the drugs, you know, um, just all the tough things. And I always was wondering what else is out there. So I was always looking. I was, oh, yeah, there's, there's you know, uh, art classes or there's this, there's music, you know, all, this, all these things, movies. I love movies, you know. Um, and I just was always wondering what's out in the world. And through volleyball, I got an opportunity to uh, try out at a team, uh, World Uni Games, and from that experience, I met um, who was was my agent, or I guess maybe still is my agent, but one of my best friends, Tim Kelly. Um, he was running this agency, which was literally not an agency back then, right? It was just, hey, I'm gonna, I'm organizing this group of guys. We're gonna put them in a van. We're gonna drive around Europe, and we're gonna try to get you jobs, you know, because he had been doing it, you know, two or three years, or he had been playing two or three years prior to that. And um, when I met him. I met him in, let's say, 97, and I still had a year of college left um, of eligibility. And I said, no, I can't, you know, I can't do it. I got, I got one more year left. I want to go hang out with my guys. I want to party. And mm-hmm. I, like, I wasn't a good student, but I was a great partier. I was a great volleyball <laughs> player. And, um, yeah, so I was like, I got to go back to school. He said, okay, I'll call you in a year. And almost to the day that that conversation happened, let's call it June 14th, he called me, like, June 14th, 1998. Yeah. And and this was pre cell phone, right? You know, he you know, pre like internet, pre, you know, email. And Tim called me and said, uh, got me in my dorms. He said, Hey, it's Tim Kelly. And I said, Who? And he said, you know, the guy you talked to a year ago about playing overseas. I'm like, Okay. You know, he said, Are you still going? I said, Yeah, I'm going for sure. He said, Okay, meet us in uh Amsterdam in on like let's call it August eighth. I said, Okay, you know. Didn't have a passport, never left the country, knew nothing about nothing, um, committed to this thing blindly. Uh, but I, I met him in Amsterdam. He put a bunch of us in a van. I think in two weeks I saw 11, 12 countries, played in a bunch of really cool gyms, a really cool uh, against really cool teams. And from that, I got my first job. Um, and that's kind of how the agency started to grow. He started getting guys, you know, good jobs and then better jobs and then it went from like one or two guys a year to four or five guys a year um and we were all kind of playing good ball at the time so we would get better contracts the next year and it you know grew his stock in the agency grew our stock as players and um yeah that's just how it began for me and 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 tim has supported uh, my career from the beginning and um we're still thick as thieves and uh he's been out here to visit us at quinnipiac uh, in my first year, um, they're always trying to come back out. Corey, who's his partner, is coming out to visit uh, at the, I think the end of October, maybe that alumni week, and they're going to come out. Mm. So uh, yeah, that's that's how we got Gabby and, and Mo there, and um, and for me, I'm always preaching to our girls that volleyball is just the key to open another door, right? Yeah. Um, we want them to, I want them to live the best life they can live, and if we can use volleyball to do it, why wouldn't we? And we also have this gift, you know, 
fortunately, I have this gift of volleyball, which you don't have, Eric. You know, right? But I don't. I have, can't all be. Can't have the right. height. I can't. You know, I yeah. can jump high. Correct. That's, that's how I was yeah, able yeah. to play outside. It's five ten, but but same. Yeah, I can at least start in intramurals. That 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 I have going. And for I, me. I would love to come to your intramural yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come. Like you might even like get me to come out and hit a few balls. That would oh, be kind of cool. Oh, right? like, yeah. you know. Can we do that? Is that against rules? I don't. I don't think so. He's just a coach, so I don't think it is. But yeah, I. I'd love to talk to the Vintermill guy about that, yeah. but we would love to have you in the roster for sure. Well, just as I have gifts, you have gifts, yeah. you know, so we want to use those gifts to kind of um, enhance our lives. And, and I tell him, like, this is a gift you, you have. Like, you have right, the gift right. to spike balls. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you go do something cool with it before your life has to get so serious? You know, yeah, like, yeah. everyone's like, oh, you got to get a job when you graduate, like, you know, all this stuff. Like, no, 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 no. Like, go do something fun. Go live your life before it gets so serious. You know, family, kids, you know, like mortgages, like car payments, all that stuff that that kind of bogs us down. So, um, yeah, they're taking advantage of it and and they're having a great time. And if you follow them on social media, it's it's amazing to see. And and I'm a little jealous, you know, like, yeah, um, me too. I remember those they, great they times. were telling me about the travels, mm-hmm. you know, the great beach trips, the, the, the food there, the pizza. They kept bragging about the gelato. I don't know what was going on with the gelato over there. They were just like, we had a lot of gelato. I was yeah. like, damn, y'all, y'all really making me yeah, jealous Yeah, it's over cheap. There. It's like 50 cents, and it's the best gelato you've really ever had. Is it really 50 cents? It's so cheap. I mean, oh it's, my it's God. Wow. you know, if you can ever, and I, I tell everyone, just get out of the country. And, and people hear me say that, and like, oh, you're so anti-American. Like, no, no, no. I love my country. But you got to learn more. There's there's more yeah. to the world than just us, right? Like if you really want to love your country, get out of it. Get out and see how privileged and how blessed we are to have these things that we have, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so it's like, yeah, you got to go and you got to eat like you know your body weight in gelato and and, and pizza and all, <laughs> all this stuff. So um, no, yeah. they're having a great time, and I'm really proud of yeah, them. Yeah, there's I, actually a, sorry, I'll cut you off. There's actually a good segue to kind of my next like little talking point. I, I talked to Gabby uh, over Zoom, uh, and one of the things that she told me was very interesting is that she was kind of in the same boat too, like you know thinking about the career path or going to spike some balls. Yeah, she was like, should I you know go back to your nursing school or should I play overseas? And then like you know. We kind of talked about like you know her parents were that making that decision for, her, mm-hmm. but there was a little bit of hesitancy between both sides. You know, you want to sure. kind of describe that, and you know what kind of led you to influence her to make the make the make the trip. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to say I influenced her. You know, I it's the same thing like we talked about the team. I can show you the path, but you have to walk it. Like I'm Morpheus, right? Right. And the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like Neil just has to go and do his thing. Like. But you, you can only show them the path. He has to walk it. Mm-hmm. They have to walk it. So I, I just would tell them about here are the pros and the cons that I see. Here are the, here's the experience I had. Here's what I think about it. It's up to you guys. So, um, yeah, and, and being a parent, I get it. It's being a parent's tough, right? You know, when you're when you're just yeah, watching. We your, don't know it yet, but. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it, it's tough. You know, when, when your parents watch you go through four to six years of education and put in a lot of time, money and effort, they 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 really want to see something, you know, some results from it. And I don't know if playing volleyball overseas to them is like results until until they see the smiles on their kids' faces, until they, you know, Gabby will come back and she's speaking, you know, Greek, maybe not fluently, but she's going to be really good or most speaking Hungarian. And they're like, wow, like, you're pretty sharp. Like, yeah, you know, like, I've just been living in Hungary for for a year, you know, or, you know, now now they'll, they'll start seeing the world just from a different lens. And they'll just, like I was saying to you about your classes, they'll just be a little bit more well-rounded than the average person. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just try to show them the positive side of, and the negative side of the, the thing. And, and if they want to do it, then go for it. I love this. Kyle Robinson is quickly becoming my favorite interview. He's <laughs> telling us to go and live our dreams, Eric. Yeah. You have to. This is what we're doing right here. Right? This is like, my but I, I just, I don't understand why you wouldn't, right? Like, and even now, so that you guys are, you know, figuring it out right. because we just went through probably the toughest, what'll be the toughest time in your lives, right? Going through a mm-hmm. pandemic, yes. right? Yeah. Because, um, uh, you know, and forgive me, I can't do the math really quick, but when you, you probably were just born around, you know, 9-11. Nah, so, I, we were both in 99. Okay, so yeah. there you go. So Our, you, our shadow here, Br- Brendan was probably born 03. 03, there okay, you go. Okay, so there you go. Like, you don't really, 
when you're one, two years old or negative, you know, you don't really <laughs> understand the impact of it. That was the toughest thing in my life in this country, right? To, to see, you know, uh, to go through 9-11. Mm-hmm. Now you're going through your own sort of 9-11. I'm not comparing the two, obviously, but just mm-hmm. this really tough, kind of devastating type of thing to be on in a pandemic, to be on complete lockdown. To me, those things show you, like, yeah, life is really, really short, right? It's really fleeting. You know, it could be over just like that. So why wouldn't you go live your dreams? Sure. Why wouldn't you go and enjoy it? I'm not telling you to go out and just party your life away, but why wouldn't you take the gifts that you were given to enhance your life and the life of others? You know? This is... I am, I am so fired <laughs> up right now. I need... To everybody on the women's volleyball team that's listening right now, first of all, thank you. Second of all... Don't ever let go of this man, Kyle Robinson. Well, I he's appreciate been, it. He's been in our studio for less than 40 minutes, and I'm already inspired. You well, know, I appreciate uh, the, it. Yeah, yeah. The guy who uh, we work closely with who's been following his dreams as a 21-year-old is Jacob Resnick. And you know Jacob. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, the kids, you know. What's is he doing hit, now? He, he's, so he's the sports director he's over at Q30. Directing. Okay. He's still cool. a senior here. Okay. He's uh, He's got a huge following on social media for the New York Mets. And <laughs> yeah, why, we just right? saw him, right? Like I didn't <laughs> yeah. realize like he's doing. And yeah, he, he's doing. He's doing a lot. He's, he's not only doing that, but he worked as a writer for what SNY. SNY. Right? That's yeah. what I was getting to. So cool. he's yeah. he's got his huge following. His mm-hmm. passion for the New York Mets and for baseball has led him to opportunities that we dream of as kids. Yeah. Working for the network that he grew up watching his favorite team on. You sure, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that to him is his overseas volleyball trip or yeah. his. Uh, you know, that that first contract out of college that just mm-hmm. gives you an opportunity, right? And yeah. uh, to us, you know, Eric and I are entering fields that are not very lucrative. And so mm-hmm. this is this is the dream, you know? And right. for you know, for for your former athletes, Morgan and company, you know, those those are the kinds of you know, those dream chasers that yeah. that he's preaching to yeah. the club. Well and I'll tell you, look, my first contract overseas, so my first three years I played in Belgium. And before I got there, I couldn't even tell you where Belgium was. Sure. You know? um, I had only heard about Amsterdam, and I think we all know why, right? But my first contract was for, I don't know, somewhere like 35,000, 37,000 Belgian francs at the time, which is hovering right around 1,000 grand a month, right? And 1,000 grand a month is not a ton of money. So it was just like this thing where I was going, well, wow, like I'm not making a lot of money, but I'm having the time of my life. You know, I'm, I'm speaking a new language. Uh, the freedom is is kind of different, right? You don't have to answer to anyone. You have to show up to work. You know, they expect you to work two or three hours a day, and then you're, you're kind of just living your best life. Um, that, that's cool. It's almost cool when you're not making a lot of money, when you're starting out kind of the ground level and just grinding. Um, and then the next year, your, your contracts get bigger. And the next year, they're bigger. And next year, they're bigger. And you're like, oh, like, it's starting to pay off. So... It'll come. It'll happen when it's supposed to. Sure. Uh, if you're putting in the work and you care about it, it'll. I believe it'll happen when it's supposed to. We got a break in a couple minutes. I got a couple more uh, before we do, though. Sure. Um, I mean, you're you're six foot forever. You know, <laughs> you could have played you know, almost any sport you wanted, and volleyball yeah. doesn't. That wouldn't have striked me as like you're you're number one. Like you you know being as yeah. tall as you are, basketball seems like the natural choice. Yeah. Volleyball, of course, I, I would say most tall people have a good crack at volleyball. But like, was there ever a come to Jesus moment where it was one or the other? No, you know, growing up, you know, like I said, in the neighborhood I grew up in, um, it was all about survival, mm-hmm. right? I had uh, although my parents were divorced, um, I had very good parents. Uh, my pop was always around. I didn't I would live with my mom. And uh, my sister, my dad was always around, though, um, and it was just about survival. So I didn't fit into the basketball crowd because they were like, you know, the drug dealers. I didn't fit into the football crowd because I didn't like getting hit. You know, I didn't, <laughs> you know, I didn't fall into the baseball crowd because I never really played baseball. You know, I played stickball growing up. Sure. Um, and then I swam like all three years in high school. And was about to stop. And I had a math teacher who, Mr. Ganone, who knew the hood I grew up in, knew that if I stopped swimming and coming to swimming in the morning and the afternoons, that I would kind of fall prey to the streets. And Mr. Ganone was like, no, we can't let that happen. I was like, well, what am I going to do? I ain't going to hang out with those knuckleheads that are shooting hoops every morning, like, you know, selling drugs in the bathroom. Like, I ain't doing that. 
And um, he's like, hey, come try this volleyball thing. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I got nothing better to do. I'm going to get on the bus at 630 in the morning anyway and get here. And it was just like I fell in love, right? You know, like even when you go and play at your grandma's backyard barbecue, you know, you love just jumping, hitting the ball and crushing the ball. Mm -hmm. Well, I fell in love with it. Um, and it just happened that their organized kind of daily game had a lot more rules in your grandma's backyard. So, um, yeah, I just I got better at it and, and kind of grew into it and, and just fell in love with the sport. Yeah, I mean, here, with we know it's the same thing with volleyball, too. Like, they had a beach volleyball tournament that Jack and I played together in uh, the first weekend, which was pretty rough because we had to play, like, <laughs> two hours of games in a row, and the rain started pouring down yeah. on the beach court. So when we left, Man, that, we that were, thing becomes a boulder. It becomes a boulder. Rain. <laughs> I couldn't count how many times you said, ow, like, every single time <laughs> trying to bump the ball. Dig a, dig it was, a dig or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm just like, Ugh. Was that here on campus? It was, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was Over a beach the court. court. That's, yeah, okay. near here. So we played mm -hmm. in that, but, you know, we, we have a team that we piece together as well. And there's a bunch of people that love to do volleyball, too. Like, sure. I remember just like so many teams signing up and like even when I worked as an orientation leader, volleyball was the popular sport that like everyone wanted to do. Like if someone say hey, I'm playing volleyball out in the beach corner like five minutes, half of the staff would go out and, sure, and watch sure. and go play. Yeah. Because it's just it's just become, you know, an easy sport that you could pick up. Like, you know, we say go out in the backyard and play with some friends, right? Like mm -hmm. it definitely has those those kind of same same vibes there for sure. Yeah. No, it's a great game. Um I think it's one of the best team games because you need literally everyone on the court to do their yeah. job, to, to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, um, all Michael, uh, maybe this is bad, like basketball guys are going to kill me, but all Michael Jordan needed was someone to just inbound the ball to him <laughs> and he could take over. That's well, all Kobe and LeBron and Dennis needed. to grab the rebounds yeah, and right, defense. Right, but you know, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's just one of those things where, you know, in volleyball, you need everyone. You need people to be able to pass. You need that setter. You need good outside hitters. You need good middle blockers. Mm -hmm. Like, you need people um, to really make the thing work the way it's supposed to. Yeah, we're trying to integrate him into those kind of volleyball position skills. He, he's a he's a rookie, but we're trying to work him into it. You my, got way better since your first time you played. Man, I don't have that. any bunnies, and uh, my greatest asset is my speed, which doesn't really help me on the volleyball. <laughs> he'll court. run after the ball, even though it's already way out of play. <laughs> it's clearly an obvious out of the serve. He'll run after it anyway. I'm, I'm still. He's the best to... hustle on the team by far. So. Well, I love to hear that you guys are playing. You yeah. Know? You know, we got we got these uh, intramural tournaments that are that are becoming pretty fun. I, I sure. just haven't played flag football, so volleyball it is. And being Eric's go. roommate doesn't doesn't hurt. Anyway, <laughs> we got to take a short break. When we come back, the New England Patriots lose another game in the stupidest ways possible. Red Sox get swept. All that and more is coming up next. You're listening to ninety eight point one WQAQ. When I was in the third grade. I thought that I was gay, cause I could draw My uncle was and I kept my room straight I told my mom, tears rushing down my face She's like, Ben, you've loved girls since before pre-K yeah, I guess she had a point. Same Didn't love she? for you, same love for me. Welcome back. It's the Mac and Main Show on 98.1 WQAQ here in the Student Center on the second floor. I'm Eric Kerr alongside Jack May and our special guest today, Kyle Robinson, the head coach of Quinnipiac Women's Volleyball. So we talked a lot about volleyball in the first block, but now we're going to shift to some more professional sports talk. And we're going to start with, uh, obviously, some New England stuff. Patriots Saints, we're huge Pats fans over here. We are. So uh, I know you got a lot of things to say to say oh about this game. Oh my god! <laughs> Look, everybody who's a Patriots fan, calm down. Mac Jones I'm is calm. not the problem. I'm here. calm. I'm so the calm. The problem here is the offensive line. He's doing great. Yes. I don't understand what, what all the chaos is about him. He's yeah, doing great. Well, three picks yesterday. Three and everyone's picks. Like, oh. Three picks. One of them was the only one that was his fault. Was the one he threw at the end of the game. He had a, there was a tip ball. There was a, a bust in coverage on the offensive line, and <clears throat> it it just led to some poor, just poor, just poor offensive line play. I think if you patch yeah. that O line, mm. and once you get Trent Brown back, I think things are going to be okay. Yeah. But mm -hmm. right now, there are Swiss cheese. Is I mean, I think they Mac had like thirteen hurries in that game or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't see the game, but. Listen, college football is great, right? Yeah. But to go from college and be great at Alabama, which I'm a fan, you know, I'm a Saban fan, to go to the NFL is such a huge jump. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's always funny when you hear the college guys like 
And Mac wasn't one of them, but um, what's what's the guy in uh, Chicago Fields? Fields, Justin Fields. You know, yeah. He was talking about, oh, I thought it, it thought it was slow, it wasn't as fast. I was thought it, I thought it was. You know, that was like a comedy made. And then he got and then he got punted. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and you feel bad for him, but it's like, hey, this is a man's game right now. You know, yeah. like when you go from college, they're men, but when you go to NFL, they're the real men and the best of the real <laughs> men, right? Because yeah. there's a ton of college guys who don't make it to the NFL, so it's like the cream of the crop. And um, and I think rookies are going to take their lumps, and they should. You know, um, there, there's very few rookies that come in and and really perform on a really high level consistently. Um, I'm sure like Justin Fields and Mac Jones will have some great games this year, but to do it all yeah. season, they all think like he's supposed to be Tom Brady right now. Like, no, no he's supposed to be hopefully building towards that. But yeah, and it's same with number time. one, number two as well, right? Like Trevor mm -hmm. Lawrence, Zach Wilson, they've yep. already got so much criticism. And yeah, they're just getting into these boats, expected to be the guys of yep. two, you know, maybe not so good of franchises or teams right now. So yeah, they're all having their own issues and struggles to deal with. But getting back to the Patriots real quick. Um, to your point about the offensive line, you're absolutely right. And it wasn't just the passing game, too. It was the running game. Like, mm. how does how does Damian Harris go from, like, you know, an 80, 90-yard rushing game to 14 yards? Like, yeah. you know, that's <laughs> crazy to me. It's and, absolutely crazy to me. The fact that Mac Jones, Mac Jones was the leading rusher. Right? Mac yeah. Jones was the Patriots leading rusher. Oh, and well. <laughs> it sucked to see James White get carted off the field, too. Yeah. Oh, with no. that yeah. hip subluxation. Uh, so, like, I mean, obviously... This team has as this team has some problems, and next week is their toughest test of the season, right? Yeah. And that come, you know, this this is where this is where all the problems can come out because next week, guess who comes to town? Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady <laughs> makes his Foxborough return, and not just that, he's coming off a loss as oh, well. Yeah. And we you know all know fired up. We all know Tom to... Brady post loss. You don't yeah, want to. Tom be the Brady's team like, that plays man, how did I lose the Matthew Stafford? Man, that's just going to be his mentality <laughs> the whole week. How did I lose the Matthew Stafford? Yeah. <laughs> I just. We're all chalking this one up as an L, right? You just accepted yeah. the fact that Tom Brady will come into Foxborough and be the greatest of all time. Yeah. What my expectation is of this game is Brady gets his pregame. He just gets showered with cheers. Doesn't matter. He could beat the Patriots. The Gillette Stadium will be off its rocker. Yeah. Uh, or this is going to be a, an absolute shootout. Yeah. Because this game has that feel mm. where, you know, mentor, apprentice... You know, new apprentice mm -hmm. kind of situation, right? Belichick, mentor to Brady, Brady, now gone, and Mac Jones becomes another apprentice. Yeah. it's It just has this feel of like, okay, two of Bill Belichick's creations, you know, going head to head. I totally thought you were going to go like uh, <clears throat> Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi right there for a second. Oh, you, know? you missed out. You're yeah. not a Star Wars guy. Then, I, look, I've seen the originals. <laughs> I've seen oh, the no, original Star Wars. No, I wouldn't <laughs> say you are. Or... Are you a Star Wars guy? Yeah, of course. Have you seen what? All of them? All, all of them. nine? Of course. I've only wow. seen the original three. Oh wow! So a new hope, and then the, the yeah. other two that preceded. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but but you're right. It, it is a, a like it's a special moment that's about to happen. Yeah. You know. But the question is, who are you rooting for? Are you, can, <laughs> that's a great question. You know? you know what I'm rooting for? Yeah. I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for a one-score game, and I hope it's like <laughs> 50 to like 45 or something okay. like that. <laughs> this is my Yankees-Phillies scenario. Right? All right, true. You know, yeah, like, exactly. I, I, I'm going to get the best of both worlds. You're going to get the best of both worlds. If you're a true Patriots fan, which I you, am, you have to love Tom, right? Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, he brought you, what, six rings? Yeah, yep. you gotta love him, no matter where yeah, he is. Things. Yeah. So hey, look, he brought me all I could ever. Ask. He brought me a lifetime worth of championships. The Red yeah. Sox have as well. Celtics and Bruins got a couple in there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's the lifetime worth of championships, and people who are like, "Oh, you can't support him. He's not on your team." You don't know what it's like to lose the greatest of all time. Right, yeah, sure. those are all fake Patriots fans. They're yeah. just like, oh, no, man, I Tom am Brady's a gone. We we hate him now. I'm like, a diehard. I'm a diehard Pats fan, but I will always support Tom Brady, and yeah, I man. don't care who knows about it. He Good. gave me all the pleasure I could ever ask for from, <laughs> and from a, as a sports fan. Yeah, yeah and yeah. look, baseball's my one, and that you know, and because we are a little pinch for time, we will we will transition over to the Boston Red Sox getting swept by your New York Yankees. I was at that game on Saturday. I don't know if I don't know how oh, close you are. To think. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. That was Stanton's first. Oh, that's is the Grand Slam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was okay. There. Remember, Carl I was on the road, so I was catching bits and pieces, and I don't. Okay, I didn't sit and watch the whole game, but 
So he hit the grand slam on Saturday. Holy crap. I believe the scientific word for the, the way that ball was hit was it was pissed on. <laughs> I mean, he hit that ball. Okay. So that. Can we check the dictionary on that? <laughs> you, Urban yeah. Dictionary. That ball was pissed on. No, he, the, the hardest ball I have ever seen hit, that ball was still going up. As it left the stadium, right, and it was hit so hard that I watched it leave, and he's still standing at home playing. Mm. And it was watching. like a left center, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well That's a long the monster, way. Yeah. That yeah. is a man's wow. home run. And it was first pitch fastball. He threw it right down the pipe, and he did not miss it. Yeah. I mean, one of those that you bet you didn't even feel. Yeah, off the bat. But uh, now the Red Sox are out of the top wild card position. The Yankees are there. Mm. This is where the good the news becomes good for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. They get Baltimore and Washington the rest of the way. Two last place teams. The Yankees get Toronto and Tampa. Tampa is the best in the division. They just clinched the division actually on that Saturday. And Toronto is also fighting for that wild card spot. So while the Boston kind of has an opportunity to go 6 and 0 the rest of the way, the Yankees have to take at least 4 of 6 from Tampa and Toronto in order to maintain playoff positioning at all yeah and so when you talk about you know a, a football game and for you like a volleyball where it's like mm-hmm. oh we got to win in order to get you know <laughs> that seating or whatever it is right mm-hmm. that is this week for major league baseball we haven't seen something like this since what yeah 2011 but yeah yeah yep. he's, he's like yeah don't bring up 2011 that, <laughs> was, that was a bad time yeah i mean the thing the biggest thing the red sox showed that we they have to correct is the, the pitching yep we saw you know Nate Evaldi get absolutely shelled in game one. Gave up seven runs and seven hits in just less than three innings. Uh, the relief pitching, not the race either. Tanner Houck, who we thought so highly of at the start of the season, couldn't close out uh, the eighth inning when they had two outs, and he uh, walked a guy, and then I think it was another guy hit by a pitch. And so well, that's how the innings get loaded, and then Stan hits the home run, right? Yeah. And then the same thing on uh, on Sunday, too, when they were up, they were up 2-1, I believe, and then... Richards, Ottavino, they throw, they give up four runs together in the one inning combined. So yeah, and that that and that's where things you wish that you were the manager to make those decisions. Yeah, where I'm up, where I'm up in the right field facade, trying to be like, okay, you know, maybe we don't bring in the left hander to face Rizzo. <laughs> you know, uh, I really like the I really like the stats that Matt Barnes has against Anthony Rizzo instead of Bizarro. Mm. Yeah. That managing comes into play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's on Alex Cora. And that's on his staff. And it's been the same song and dance ever since the trade deadline where Boston could not get in a groove because of mm-hmm. whatever it was, COVID or guys being ineffective, not playing up to their contracts, playing up to their level, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. You know, we cannot have we cannot fall back on hard yeah. times, right? And here. while this will help for the next six game strand as they're going yeah. as weaker teams, the concern comes from when they play in the wild card, even against a team like the Blue Jays or the Yankees, because this series proved that uh, maybe they're not ready for prime time. And they better be ready for prime time. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up with Kyle momentarily. We're gonna run through our blitz for six real quick. Sounds good. You feel good about Let's that? Let's do it. You're up. All right. Here we go. Blitz for six. Starting off with some NFL news first. Josh Gordon makes a return back to the NFL. He's coming back. He's joined the Kansas City Chiefs practice <laughs> I can't squad. Believe it. Kyle wow. shaking his head over here. Unbelievable. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for everyone getting an opportunity, but. Yeah, but uh, this man. I, 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 honestly, I feel bad for him. What yeah. is this like chance five for him though? It yeah, might be something, something like that. that. He uh, he he's, got he's suspended indefinitely, if you remember, back in December 2019 for violations of the league's policy on substance abuse, which, as what Stephen A. Smith would say, stay <laughs> off the weed. Oh, you know what we have? Oh, do you have it? Yeah, there it is. You can barely <laughs> hear it over the over the blitz for six. My apologies, but there it is. Stay off the weed. You know, mm. he finally got reinstated. He reached out to Commissioner Goodell back in July. They approved him as of Monday. And he's flying out to Kansas City today and he's expected to get even a full roster spot real soon. So that's wild. As we mentioned, and that would imagine an offense, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Pat Mahomes, Josh. Loaded. Gordon. Loaded. Wow. All right, next one. You got yes, it. Yes, the MLB wild card race. We kind of just touched up on it. It is hot, ladies and gentlemen. Boston fell out. Out of that top spot new york is right there but as we mentioned new york's got that tough schedule toronto and tampa bay to wrap the season boston can cruise if boston lets off the accelerator right here against toronto and washington they do secure that top spot now keep in mind those guys out on the west coast oakland and seattle both two games back neither of those teams can let off so boston 
really has to win out if they want to win. JR was telling me today, Jacob Resnick was telling me that there is still a potential for a five-way tie for that American League wildcard. Absolutely oh, wow. crazy. All right, we'll shift from the fields to the fairway now. It's the Ryder Cup. United States won pretty easily against Europe. The final score was 19-9. That is the largest margin of victory in the modern history of this tournament. And that also gives America their third Ryder Cup win in the century. That record all time is <clears throat> three and seven. So good work for USA right the, there. The WNBA playoffs are in full swing. The semifinal matchups are set. Chicago Chicago Sky, excuse me, and Connecticut Sun right up the street from us. They will play in round and the in the first bracket, and then Phoenix Mercury, Las Vegas Aces in the other one. The shocker of the of the season, though, Seattle Storm. Not in the mix. The Phoenix Mercury take out the reigning champs in OT yesterday, 85 to 80. Close game. And was that potentially Sue Bird's last in a WNBA uniform? Could be. We'll have to wait and see. But we got some fun news here though this time. Tyron Woodley gets an I love Jake Paul tattoo. Can you believe it? He got the tattoo because that was a bet they placed on the original fight to put a tattoo. Uh, on the loser's finger saying that Wait, I love them. Did he lose them. that fight? He did lose that fight. Tyron. Can you believe it or not? He Jake lost to a YouTuber. A YouTuber. A YouTuber. I, know. I know. Unbelievable. It's a shame to... I'm not uh, going to comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to. You'll have to. Um, so, yeah, it was part of a wager they, they agreed to do before the boxing match. Uh, but Woodley wanted another rematch, obviously. wanted to give a good grace to his name. And Paul said the only time that they could get that rematch was if he got the tattoo. So he did it. He ended up posting an Instagram picture on it as well. And he said... I love you, son, Woodley wrote. Now come and get this whipping, because I hear him talking back to your elders. Oh, boy, we got some controversy there, for sure. I can't believe that that's a real thing. <laughs> why, why, why did that happen? Anyway, wrapping up, Blitz for Six. The Quinnipiac women's ice hockey goalie transfer, Corny Schroeder, scored a goal. Versus Maine, a goalie goal. Can you believe it? it? Holy cow. Now, because the internet is so mean to women's sports and you cannot find stats on anything anywhere, mm. uh, I had to... I had to find uh, the men's college ice hockey. There have been a handful in col men's college hockey in the history, but it's like less than 20. Mm. So a rare feat in college hockey. Goalie goals. A goalie goals, wow. yes. Uh, it was her first career goal for the grad transfer from Boston University. The last time it happened in men's hockey was 2018. Now, this is not the first goalie goal for a Quinnipiac hockey program because men's ice hockey goalie Michael Gertig did it back in 2013. So it's not the first hmm. time it's happened at the Frank Parati Jr. Arena. The first time in about, what, eight years now? Or a little bit? No. Yeah, eight, yeah, eight, years. eight, years. eight years. That's wild to think about. Yeah. Well. All right. We're wrapping up with Kyle Robinson, women's volleyball head coach here at Quinnipiac University. You guys are... Three and ten. You're, you are coming off the win, uh, however, against Canisius. Yeah. You know, one big matchup that you just feel like you have to get at uh, um, during this next stretch of games, or even for the rest of the season. Like, if there's one game that you feel like you have a must win. What is it? Oh, must win. I'm not sure with my mentality. There's any of them are must wins. You know, um, we want to win them all. That's why we play the game. Mm -hmm. So whether it's uh, Wednesday. Um, or Saturday's game, we want to win them all, but we're we're just we're not in that place, right? If if we were Fairfield, let's say if we were you know that caliber of a program, then um, yeah, or not even caliber because I think we are that caliber. But if we have that history, then I think everything's a must win, right? Because they're expected to. Mm -hmm. They don't expect things from us right now. You know, you look at look at the polls. The preseason polls are a joke. You know, they're uh, all the talk, all the chatter, all the internet stuff. It's a joke. You know, we're considered a joke to a lot of people. But um, I don't know if any of them are must win because we go out to win them all. Um, we should do really well on Wednesday. Um, looking to give uh, you know some solid playing time to a lot of different girls um, to be prepared for Saturday's matchup against Fairfield. Um, which I'm ready for. I, I don't think we're ready for, excuse me. Um, I, I don't know. It's must win. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, Fairfield yeah. was the team that uh, took that beat you guys in the MAC championship in your first season. Correct. So that, yeah. that could probably, that you know, yeah. circle that one, right? Last time yeah, they sure. played, it was a win for Quinnipiac. Right. You guys were the first team that beat Fairfield in like in a long time. Well, in that time, season right? at least, right? Yeah. You, oh, well, you, oh, that was in the spring, right? Yeah, in the so spring. There you go. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm lost <laughs> Look, here. This this guy yeah. is going to win champ. This guy's going to bring championships 
to Bert Kahn. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and we honestly, we believe that. We believe we have the capabilities to do it. Um, we've been, been positioned by the university, our athletic director, the president, our president, excuse me, um, to do it. But it takes time, right? You know, I think it's ignorant of, of coaches to, to be in a situation we are to just go, oh, we're going to win everything next year. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. You haven't done anything. Like, you got to actually build the foundation of this program mm -hmm. to get to that point. So that's why I'm hesitant to say, like, a, anything's a must win. Um, we're still trying to build the foundation of what it means to be a winning program at Quinnipiac University. Hey, you know what? I'm buying stock. Yeah. Takes one I'm step. Buying step stock, time, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you do with stocks. That's what you do with yeah, there you go. All right. Hey, you have anything else for him before we wrap up? No, it's, I think I would say my biggest one is probably the Iona first home game on that home trip back October 16th. Just because, you know, it's start of a homestand. You want to start out right. But yeah, yeah. You know, I think um, it's always nice to do good things at home, right? Mm -hmm. And it's always nice when we're putting our product out there to our fans, our people that we give them their money's worth. So, you know, it's an important match for us. But, again, Marist is playing really good volleyball right now. Yep. Mm, uh, we play yep. them in two days. Um, you know, I've seen the video on, uh, on Fairfield. They're playing really good volleyball. So every we're taking it one step at a time, and that's what we're paying attention yeah. to Well, right luckily now. for us, volleyball games are free. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want everybody yeah. who's listening on the Quinnipiac University <laughs> campus, they're free for you as well. So everyone mm -hmm. go pull up 19 days you guys return from this grueling road trip, and you face Iona at the Burt Concord. Anything from you before we uh, we sign off? No, I really appreciate you guys having me. I think you're doing an excellent job, um, and uh, hopefully uh, get invited back some sometime. Oh, you oh, will for sure. be, in the future. You for will sure. be invited back, boys and girls from the stations of 98.1 WQAQ on the campus of Quinnipiac University. This has been the Mac and Main Show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Mac and Main. Like us on Facebook. You can always find any episode that we record on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. For Eric Kerr, Kyle Robinson, I'm Jack Main. Have a great week, everybody. We promise to do better next time. So long.